Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for platform still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi villains and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to come back again today for a podcast that's going to be a small bit of crack. It's going to be a podcast that's a small bit different, right? I'm not expecting Aston Villa to sign any of these four players. But there are four players I think that are on, will be available on free transfers. I think that are just too good to be available on free transfers. And I think definitely three of them, Aston Villa, should be sniffing around for squad depth and Two of them, they should be sniffing around for more than squad depth, I think. Um, two of the players uh, that we're going to speak about in a moment obviously do have some in some injury histories that we will talk about during um, during the podcast as well. But uh, yeah, it's an, it was an interesting piece. Wanted to scour down through the through the free agents that they, that are there at the moment. Wanted to look at some names that haven't been mentioned in in um, in connection with Aston Villa at the moment, and just to see if we could find any areas that we may be able to get some market inefficiencies in at the moment. So the four players that I've selected today, um, you will find out about in one moment. But one is a left back, um, who plays for Stade Reim in France. Um, one is a midfielder who plays for Bayern Munich. One is a centre-half who plays for Wolfsburg. And the other one is a centre-half slash left-back slash central midfielder. Nice utility player that plays for Dortmund. Let's have a little look at who they are now. So firstly, I'm going to chat to you guys about left-back called Gislaine Conan. No, no jokes, please. No jokes about the first name. Um, Gislaine Conan is a left-back, uh, left-footed Ivorian, five-foot, five-foot nine, um, he's 26 years of age. When you look at his statistics, 
they don't jump off the page over the last 365 days, but this guy has a lot of talent. He's been linked with West Ham. Quite, uh, He was linked with West Ham about 18 months ago. He was linked with Aston Villa when Dean Smith was here. We were linked with him tentatively, tentatively previously. He is um, a bit of an all-action uh, left-back, but his statistics don't actually really show that. He's pretty good in a lot of areas, and remember what we're looking for is somebody that will be able to come in and complement Luca Dean, maybe play second fiddle to Luca Dean. I'm not saying that we need to go out and get somebody like this, a 26-year-old. He's a free transfer. For me, he is the best left-back free transfer on the market at this moment in time. And uh, as I say, let's take a look at some of his statistics. So very steady, doesn't tackle an awful lot, tackles dribblers at a decent rate, but just doesn't get dribbled past. And for me, uh, my fullbacks, I don't want them to be dribbled past at all. I don't want any of my back four to be dribbled past. And I want certainly don't want my left back or my right back to be dribbled past as well. Because the second you get turned on your heels as a fullback, then you is in big, big trouble. We can see here that he blocks passes and he blocks. There's something that Aston Villa players um, excel in at the moment. And he does that at a decent level. And also his interceptions per 90 are right up there in the 80, 84th percentile. I haven't put him up against... Luca Dean, I haven't put him up against uh, maybe somebody like a Matty Target who was with the club last season. The reason I haven't done that is because for the, all these players, some of them were coming off injuries, uh, seasons where they've had some injuries. Um, and I just didn't think it was fair considering that these guys haven't been linked. But I just want to look at them for what they actually are. Um, he's got 17 caps for the Ivory Coast, does, uh, does Conan. Started off his career in... Uh, the Ivory Coast, then got got a move to Portugal with uh, Vitoria Guimarães and uh, played 45 times there. And he signed for Reim in uh, 2018 and he's played 89 games uh, for Reim, uh, scoring three goals. As I said, he has got 17 caps for the Ivory Coast as well. Has had a small bit of injury issues, but uh, at 26 years of age, nothing that he can't get over as well and um, as i said he was linked with uh with west ham previously i've looked at some uh, at, at some tape for him um albeit i haven't looked extensively into an awful lot of tape for him but from what i see from him he's an accomplished passer of the ball the statistics don't really bear it out there he's not a metronomic passer of the ball he's going to hold his left back position he's not going to be somebody that we're going to just feed the ball to so that in that instance here it will be something that that we would have to unleash him to do um in the absence of a Luca Dean but then again I don't think we're going to be bringing in that many people unless somebody like a like a Quinton Merlin or a um a Sergio um Oh gosh, Sergio Gomez, and um, we spoke about previously as well, but they are going to cost a lot of money. So on a free transfer, I think this guy is the upper echelon of what we could get in the attacking plane. As we can see there, his passing statistics aren't really bad. They're not bad, bad, but you know, I think that there is something in in there that we could work with him, um, and he could come in in a push and play a left back for Aston Villa Football Club if needed. Um, next person we are going to talk about is John Brooks. And um, we spoke about his his defensive partner, actually, uh, Maxence um, Lacroix earlier on. Um, we spoke about him. Villa were linked with him. John Brooks, American defender, six foot three and a half. Once again, left footed. I think that's important. I, I I've I've got a funny feeling that we might might bring in another left footed centre half. 
the fact that Diego Carlos can play right or can play left, I think he is going to be earmarked for the right end, right hand side. And um, he, for me, he's not a replacement for Courtney House. I think Courtney House is gone. And I think somebody like John Brooks could come in and could pretty much battle for a starting position within that that our back four at this moment in time. Very accomplished defender. Um, you know, lots as I said, he's got ton of um of uh of international experience. Uh, does John Brooks? He is. Uh, he he's. How am I going to put it with him? He's he's only leaving Wolfsburg because he just wants he fancies another challenge. And I've got a funny feeling that he, that the Premier League has always been made for this guy. So he started off his career at Hertha Berlin. Played 119 games for, for Hertha before moving to Wolfsburg in 2017. Played 126 games for them uh, since since 20, 2017. Um, he's played in the Champions League with them. Uh, he's played for the United States. Uh, like it's, He was signed for 20 million back in, tw- in 2017. It, actually, in 2020, he was linked with Manchester United to come in and to shore it up. And, and I know that was 2020. It was to come in and be a squad option for Man United. But I think that there is definitely something in John Brooks if he was to come in. You look at his at his statistics there. They're very middle of the road in a lot of areas. Doesn't commit any fouls. Very, pretty good in the air. Intercepts the ball at a decent clip. But what, I, what, what, what really bounces off the page to me is how much better at passing the ball he is than I thought he was when I was watching him, and the statistics bear that out as well. So from a pass completion point of view, 85.3% does come in in the middle of the road, but it's the progressive passes that he makes. He's very, very high progressive pass numbers, progressive pass distances. He's got a, he's got a, a very good um, high pass rate, so he's able to pass the ball in the air, um, comes in at a 68.2% uh, long pass uh, completion rate as well. And I just think all around for a fourth defender or a defender that can come in and that could uh, challenge the status quo that we have at left left center half at the moment. Um, I think that he would be an upgrade for, with the ball at his feet on somebody like uh, Courtney House. And we all know how much I like Courtney House. Um, but but John Brooks, for me, is somebody that um, I think should be explored. Realistically, I don't think he's signing for Aston Villa. I don't think Aston Villa have any interest in somebody like John Brooks. But once again, market inefficiencies is what I'm looking for here. I'm looking for somebody who could come in, who could do a job, and uh, and, and and could pad out our um, our defensive situation because I think there is a bit of a gap between our centre half, up and coming prospects, and where we need people to be specifically from an age point of view uh, to get into our team. And I don't think that we're done at centre half either yet. Um, so that is John Brooks. As I say, really interesting name. You guys might remember him from World Cups of past. But uh, a guy that, uh, you know, has a lot of experience, played all his career in Europe and uh, enjoys the rough and tumble of football. And I think I think a Premier League team would do very well to sign him um, this season because I think his skill set and the way that he's built and his robust nature will suit the Premier League. Um, even though he is 29 years of age, he is getting on there. He might want that, that sweet, sweet Premier League money. That could be something that he's looking at as well. Um now we're going to move on to two guys that I really like. And I actually really think Aston Villa should be in for in for both of these two guys. And one of them in particular, two of them in particular, I would, you know, I would be banging down doors for both of these guys at the moment. First one we're going to talk about is Dan Axel Zagadu. First of all, anybody who's got Axel in his name, 
You know, I don't want anybody to have PTSD from Axel Tuanzebi. Axel Tuanzebi was a really good footballer with us. But when he moved to Napoli, he didn't get a sniff. Now let's get our Axel back again. And Dan Axel Zagadou, he's French, um, a French uh, player. He's 23 years of age. He's six foot five. Once again, he's left footed. But what I want to bring people's attention to here is look at those high numbers from a passing point of view. This guy is a metronomic passer. He is really, really really impressive with the ball at his feet. If we are going to have, if we're going to be moving the way that we play, if we're going to be changing it to to, to be that type of um that 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 type of play it out from the back type defense, this guy is somebody that we need to be strongly, strongly, strongly taking a look at. How he's going to be a free transfer, I don't know. Um he's like he's been linked with uh teams like Hoffenheim He's been linked with French teams. There's a couple of French teams as well. West Ham, once again, are, are, are being linked with him. But um, he is, like, like just look at his numbers. His numbers speak for themselves. He ta wins tackles at a decent rate. As a defender, he's really good. Look at that dribble pass rate at 0 0.24. The amount of dribblers he tackles, he's right up there. Now, he's six foot five. If I'm signing this guy, I'm seeing if he can cut it at left back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm seeing if you can cut it left back. I know like there aren't that many six foot five left backs in the world. Dan Byrne is probably one of them. He's even taller again. This guy is really good. He's really good on the ball. The one big thing with him again is, you know, injuries. Injuries have been have been a killer for him. He's had um he's had quite a few injuries in, in, in his career. Um, I'm just trying to bring it up here because I can't remember what they were. Uh, but I think he's done ACLs. Yeah, so he did his ACL in 1920. He tore it again then in 2021. And he had knee surgery in 2021. So he missed more or less the whole lot of the 2021, um, the 2021 season. And since then, it's been a bit of an issue for him. So I'm trying to paint a picture here, guys. A center half with bad knees. Maybe not a maybe not bad knees, but a centre half that has a dodgy knee. Like, who loves a centre half that has a dodgy knee more than Aston Villa? No one in the world. We did it with Martin Larson. We did it with the man who this podcast is named after, the guy up here. Let's do it again with Dan Axel Zagadu. Let's get him in there. Let's have a crack off him. I genuinely believe the club should be going out there and taking a chance on him. What's the worst that'll happen? What is the worst that'll happen with Dan Axel Zagadu? Yes, he's injured. Uh, offer him a two, three-year contract, whatever. I, I, I think that this is somebody that the club should sign.
that's that's what I'm going to say. Will they sign him? Absolutely not. Snowball's chance in hell. Will they sign Dan Axel Zagadou? And if they do, I will claim it for myself. Um, but I don't think that I'm going to be in any risk of doing any victory laps that this guy is going to sign. There's, as I say, there is a couple of clubs sniffing around him, but uh, injury history is a bit of a it's 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 a bit of a um a, a problem with him. You know, like he's it was only back in February as well, whereby he. He had, he had come off an injury, he tore a muscle in his uh, in his thigh as well. So he's still suffering the effects of being out for more or less a year and a bit with a knee injury. A lot of people are probably screaming at the screen here now going, I always sign him a football manager. Yes, I always sign him a football manager as well. That's mm-hmm. how I got first got alerted to him, watching his game, watching his play. He is a really good player. Like this season just gone, he's played this season just gone. He played 15 Bundesliga games. He played in the Champions League twice and he played in the Europa League. He's over a thousand minutes this season just gone. But he does have, he did have a couple of niggly injuries. And I think that we can re- rehabilitate him. He comes in and he, he doesn't need to play straight away. But this guy comes in, he could be the succession plan to a Tyrone Mings. Or he could be, he could play on the bench. We could bring him in that left back position. He's not going to be the marauding left back. He, and, and don't get me wrong here, guys. He's a definite centre half. But look at those passing statistics. Maybe we could push him into a defensive midfielder position. Once again, I know there's people out there screaming at the screen going, we tried to do that with Axel Tuanzebe. It doesn't work. Let him play centre half. That's cool too. Let him play centre half if we need to. But what I'm saying here is succession planning to somebody like Tyro Mings, to a Diego Carlos. Um, they're not going to be here forever. And I know Carlos is just in the door, but Mings may not be here in two years' time. Somebody like a Dan Axel Zagadu, you bring him in, you bring him back up to speed over the course of the next year. And then we could be there with one of the steals of the transfer window to go along with our other French steal of the transfer window that everybody's talking about in Boubacar Kamara. So I think there should be a chance taken on somebody like Dan Axel Zagadu. And if I was, if, if I had a spare few pound left, you know, at the end of the day, it's wages and it's signing signing bonus for this guy. There's no transfer fee involved. I would definitely be sniffing around and having a conversation to see does he want to come and uh, come to Aston Villa and test himself in the Premier League. And another person as well that has had a ton of uh, injury issues is the next man that we are uh, we're going to look at here. Um, where's my slide gone in here? Let me just bring up my. Oh, there it is. Uh, next person is Quarantan Tolisso. People will know him. Really, really big star in, with Leon. Really big star with Bayern Munich. Big problem with him, once again, is injuries. Uh, injuries have curtailed his last few seasons. Another guy who had an ACL injury. Um, uh, he, had, he ruptured his cruciate ligament back in 18-19. Missed pretty much the whole season. Then he tore some tendons in the side of his knee as well in 2021. But he's he's been he's had a couple of knocks recently over the last year or so that have um, nothing major, but he's missed like he missed a month with a calf problem, and uh, he missed the bones of a month coming up to the end of the season as well. With uh, I think it was a torn muscle in his calf again. So another person that we could come in like people are talking about. We need another. We need a number eight. We need another number eight to come in. Look at those passing numbers. Look at those metronomic passing numbers. Look at the the, the pressure success rate. We don't need... To, I don't think... We can have one or the other, I think, in midfield that we're going to sign. We're either going to sign another eight. Maybe Dougie moves on. I don't know. Maybe Dougie uh, stays and plays in that defensive midfielder position. 
And maybe Marvelous Nakamba moves on. I don't know. But somebody like Corentin Tolisso, look at the passing, passing statistics again. If you want somebody to be that metronome, that pivot in midfield, this guy also scores thunder belters from, from out the field as well. He's, he's like, when he hits it, it stays in and he can hit the ball. He can kick that ball as hard as anyone. Really promising player, but as I said, last two seasons have been kind of curtailed with niggly injuries. I wonder, could we get him in? I wonder, could we get him in? Somebody that, once again, all the top teams in, in Europe have been have been looking at, have been sniffing around. Personally, I think he'd probably end up in Italy. He's like a guy who'd end up with, with Juventus um, and would play that nice language style that Juventus play. Um, but for me, you know, if you want to bring in passing and you want to make that midfield, like this guy could be your Thiago in the middle of midfield. Granted, he mightn't play every game of the season, but we may not need him to play every game of the season. And from the point of view there is that we've got different types of players and we would have different types of players in midfield. I think that definitely this guy and Dan Axel Zagadou are punts. You could take punts on them as well. Now, they could be expensive ones because I don't expect this guy to come and to play for half nothing because, uh, as I say, he's, uh, he's somebody that did have the world at his feet for, for a good period of time. So um, I think you would have to you would you would play um, you would be paying some decent decent cash for him, but uh, he is like in the five years he's been in Bayern Munich he's only played seventy two games scored eleven goals he played one hundred and sixteen games scored twenty one for Lyon before that as well you know he's twenty eight caps for France so this guy comes in he would be he would immediately be the best passer of the ball we have in the team immediately. And he could go into that more languid uh, number 10 role should Buendia or should, uh, should Philippe Coutinho be out. He can transcend those two roles as well. He loves a shot. Loves a shot on, uh, shot on goal too. So Corentin, Tolisso and uh, Axel Dan, uh, Dan Axel Zagadou are two players that just have God-given talent. Injuries have curtailed them. And I wonder, do teams take a chance on that? I wonder, do teams... I'd love to know if anybody out there does know um, or if anybody knows of, a, of an agent or if anybody knows of somebody that's involved with a director of football role. What is the view on teams taking a chance on these injured players? Because it doesn't seem to happen as much as it used to anymore. But as we know with Aston Villa, if we take a chance on an injured player, we've got a decent enough strike rate of getting at least two to three good seasons out of them. And remember... 27 years of age for Taliso and uh, 23 years of uh, Dan Axel Zagadou, you know, rehabilitation for them over the course of this year, maybe, and then get two good years out of them or one good year out of them. And who knows, you could have a really decent player that you might be able to talk to about re-upping their contract afterwards. Um, so it's, it would be an interesting strategy, a strategy I absolutely 100% don't expect Aston Villa to take, but two absolute, two really, really talented players that are sitting there on the market. Somebody is going to take a chance in them. Somebody is absolutely going to take a chance in them. And let's just say we had a quarantine Toliso on our team and we and uh, Morgan Sanson, who, congratulations to Morgan Sanson, got married recently, got married, I think, over the weekend. Congratulations to you, but potentially he won't be on this team next year. I think by bringing in Corinth and Taliso, it's an upgrade on Morgan Sanson. And maybe we get some money back and save on the wages that Sanson is in. Um, although, albeit, it could be a bit of a gamble that this guy could uh, could backfire. But then again, Sanson didn't play too many games last season because he was injured as well. So... You know, if you're playing the rough with the smooth with regards to this, I think it would be an overall upgrade on that particular player itself. 
Um, with Zagadou, if he was to come in, he was to replace a Courtney House. And if he came on in, in on the premise that, OK, we're going to rehabilitate you over the course of the next six and eight, six or eight months, we'd be looking towards the end of the season to reintegrate you within the team. We're going to maybe look at playing you defensive midfielder. We're going to maybe look at retraining you in different positions. Maybe the left back position is pipe dream, the more, more I think about it being six foot five. But his passing ability is too good. I'll bring his numbers back up there again. His passing ability is too good to have him in there at, cent- at a centre-half position. Um, and maybe if we just wanted to pigeonhole him into the team and we were to try and play him in, in that defensive midfielder, if we played a double pivot with himself and, uh, and and Bubakar Kamara, it could be an interesting thing. But I think there could be an inter- there could be a conversation there and there could be a convinc- it could be convincing that could be done there by Aston Villa to get these two players and to get them in and, and, and maybe see what we could do with them. Um, they could turn out to be monumental busts, but they could turn out to be absolute piece of gold that we get for less than market value at the moment. And I think Aston Villa should uh, should be searching for somebody that potentially could do that to pad out the squad, particularly in the defensive side of things at the moment, because I think the gap between our, our as I said, our centre halves, the Josh Feeney's of this world, Lamar Bogars, the Sfinkles of this world, I think the gap between those guys and the first team is the biggest gap between any group of our youth players and getting to the first team um, that we see within the within the overall structure, um, looking between the youths and, and the progression paths towards towards um, towards the first team. Yeah, so look, as I say, I hope this is a bit of fun for everyone. I hope everybody has a lot of comments on it. If anybody likes what they see from these guys, if anybody is, has has any further information on them that they think that would be would be good to know, comment on them in comment below. Also, give this a thumbs up. I'd really appreciate it. If somebody isn't following the podcast, let them know about us. They might know. They might want to know more. They might like our ramblings. And this is going to be the start of a scouting series that I'm going to do over the course of the next few days. And um, tomorrow we will be doing. Um, we'll be looking at Guido Rodriguez, um, and then the day, the, for every day this week, we'll be looking at, at, at a different player. So Guido Rodriguez will be coming up tomorrow. I really like him. I think he's brilliant, um, and he's a different type of player than the two than the gentleman that I've mentioned here. And uh, yeah, I hope you come back and you look for that. As always, if anything breaks, we will come on with a podcast to speak about it, to offer our opinions. But um, that's going to do it for today. Everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.